But when you think, I think about all those like decisions I made from like scarcity mindset and like throughout the years and like, um, just kind of in this non-linear path. And I remember being like, oh, I must seem so messy and so, so all over the place to so many people, but it's because those people only know that. So like, I only know this and I'm like, oh, I envy that. And people look at me and they're like, whoa, what's going on there? But I'm like, man, I did so much stuff. I've done so many different jobs. I have so much life experience. Yeah. I've learned so much from doing 10,000 jobs. Welcome to the Build with Braybeck podcast, where we dig deep into real, raw, and honest conversations with people that are making moves, making change, and making their own version of their very best life, and teaching you how to build the same. Covering all things health, wellness, anti-diet culture, body positivity, and so much more, here's your host, Amanda Braybeck. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Build with Brayback podcast. I am so excited to be back. It was nice to take a week off and relax. So I know, you know, you weren't waiting at the edge of your seat for the next episode, but I do appreciate the support and understanding for taking a week and, you know, getting a little R&R. But I hope that you listened to one of the episodes I posted about when I was gone because those ladies are killer. Go back. They're good. Um, but welcome back. This episode is amazing. Kara's amazing. I really feel like this episode fits so perfectly into like where I'm at mentally with life. So I hope that some of you guys can relate to that and feel inspired and at ease by it. Um, We talk a lot about how her career path has been nothing even closely resembling resembling a linear path. And that can feel scary and almost like shameful a little bit. And I know I can relate to it on a personal level because I've kind of been here, there, and everywhere, and I'm still just trying to figure out exactly what I'm going to be doing for the rest of my life. But I don't think you need to just, you know, pick that one thing and roll with it. If you do, that's incredible. I'm super jealous of that, honestly. Um, But sometimes we put a lot of pressure on, you know, what other people think about what we're doing you know, should I be doing this? Should I be doing that? So I think her insight to all of that is really nice and um, very relatable. We also talk about um, her soul cycle training during the pandemic, um, going through breakups, starting a business, trying to channel that main character energy. What does that mean? How do we do it? She's incredible. I think you guys are going to really enjoy hearing from her. Um, I guess before we get started, we'll still do our highs and our lows. So my high, definitely just vacation. Um, I was in one of my best friends from college, uh, her wedding uh, down the Cape with a bunch of my other best friends from college, which was just like 
I love love. It was so fun. It's so great to like get everyone together because we obviously don't get to do that enough. Um, and it was just amazing, all the good vibes. And then right from there, we drove um, just over to Dennis, another town in the Cape, down the Cape, if I want to speak in correct Massachusetts lingo, um, because my boyfriend's family always does a week or two down there like since before he was born even. So that's been a really fun tradition to be invited into the last few years. Um, it looks a lot like alarm-free living, walks or runs in the morning, lots of beach time, post-beach mudslides, delicious seafood, just so relaxing. Like one of those vacations where obviously I was sad to leave, but you actually leave feeling well-rested and rejuvenated because a lot of times I feel like you need a vacation after your vacation to regroup before work. Um, so that was just the best. I really, as I've talked about in previous episodes, I feel like I'm trying really hard to like live in the now and be super present, especially, you know, post-pandemic things are picking up. So really enjoying every single moment. And that week was full, a lot of special ones. Um, yeah, I guess Lowe's coming back from vacation. <laughs> I mean, quite literally, I think that's all that it has to be. And like, it's fine. Work is good. I started teaching on a regular schedule at the handlebar this week, which feels amazing. So it's like we're coming back to good things. But like, it's always a bummer. It just makes you ready for retirement. You know, like I want that freedom, but we'll get there. We will get there. Oh, also recommendations. Um, I haven't been watching much TV because it was like one of those wonderful vacations where like you don't turn on the TV once, um, which felt really good. And it also highly recommend because then when you get back, you have so much content to consume. So I'm still catching up, which is such a great feeling for a trash TV lover like myself. Um, but I read Malibu Rising during my many beach days and it was incredible. Taylor Jenkins Reid, I believe, is the author um, she also wrote The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo and Daisy Jones and the Six, which are the last two books that I read, which I did not realize that she wrote both of those. So then when I saw that, I was like, I might as well just kind of blow through all of her books. And everyone's talking about Malibu Rising, lived up to the hype. It was so good. I blew through it. And now I'm reading, I think it's called One True Love, which is super sad, but also really good. I'm already like halfway through and I'm not a fast reader. She's just a really good author. Um, TV-wise, I'm not watching anything new. I don't think. Like, the regular shows, I'm begrudgingly watching The Bachelor or Bachelorette. But it's not very good. And I kind of wish that this was the season where I finally gave it up. But here we are. Um, Siesta Key told you it's trash city over here. Um, this episode is a little bit longer, so I think I'm just going to leave it at that. Seriously, guys, thank you for listening. It would mean the literal world to me if 
you could spread the love a little bit and maybe share either maybe this episode of it really moves you or another episode that you really enjoyed, even like a quick share to your Instagram story with a tag or texting it to a friend, like word of mouth makes such a difference. And the reason why I started this like was not for myself. It really was for, you know, helping other people like realize their potential and feel more confident in their bodies and develop better relationships surrounding food and exercise. So the more people that I reach, the more people can start to do all those positive things. Um, So yeah, I would appreciate that. I love you guys. Thanks for listening. Have a lovely week. Please, please, please reach out if you have any questions or topics you'd like me to cover, guests you'd like to hear from, anything and everything. I'm an open, open book. All right. Have a great week. Enjoy. Our guest this week has got it. Big hair, big beats, and a big personality. And she uses all three to make connections with humans through movement, education, collaboration, and music. You can find her buzzing around the streets of Boston, most likely in a very bright workout set, bouncing between her job as a soul cycle instructor, training clients, and teaching her very own virtual fitness classes. Speaking of which, also running a goddamn business. She holds a bachelor's degree in health and exercise science from the University of Massachusetts. She is also, and this is a mouthful, so bear with me, a certified personal trainer, a certified strength coach, a corrective exercise specialist, precision nutrition level one certified, pre and postnatal certified, holistic health coach in training and mindset coach. Goddamn. She's a girl after my own heart with her love of strength work, dogs, iced coffee, and of course her disdain for girl push-ups. Welcome to the podcast, Kara Lennon. <laughs> Thank you so much for that unbelievable mouthful of an intro should really work on condensing things. No, it's a mouthful because like you are just busy doing stuff. (laughs) As Ricky Thompson says, booked and busy. She is booked and busy, but not booked enough that you did not make time to be here. So thank you for that. Of course, of course. I'm honored to be here and it's always cool to be on the other side. I um, of a podcast. I had a pod, my own podcast a couple of years ago and it was so cool to be interviewed. So I appreciate me. And I obviously love that. Like your Instagram bio, the first line is like, let's make fitness fun or something. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Like I'm here for it. So. Right. Cause like, it doesn't need to be so serious. It just really doesn't. We make it a lot more than it needs to be oftentimes. And it's like, move your body, enjoy it. Yeah. Because like life's a little too short. So why not? Yeah. Well, I kind of like to start each episode off when it's an interview, like kind of letting the interviewee just kind of go and tell their story from the beginning. And I also love your story. Like you said, you used to have a podcast um, and I used to listen to it, loved it. And I remember one of your like solo episodes, you talked all about kind of like the ups and downs of what got you to where you were then. And even since then, oh my God, look at all you're doing now. 
Um, and I just feel like that's also such an important message for people to hear because we can get so stuck in our own, you know, lane and minds and feel like we're not going towards the right place. So take it away. Start where you want. Sister, I'm like, well, it was February 7th. Yes. <laughs> 90. It was a rainy evening. It was rainy. <laughs> it was a Wednesday. I do know it was a Wednesday. <laughs> oh, I, I appreciate that. It's something that I've been really grappling with. I'm like in my thirties now. And, um, it's, it's such a, you and I did not pick a career that has a very linear path. So mm -hmm. not as if you were in a company where you're like, I know the exact roles. And of course, like you, you maybe can work for a company where you can build up, you know, I'm instructor, I'm senior instructor, a master instructor or whatever it is, but we don't have really a linear path. It's kind of up to us. And if you own your own business and you're into a lot of different things, like both you and I am are it's um, it's hard to sometimes be like, where am I? Yeah exactly and i went back uh something i love to do when i drive is put my itunes library on shuffle and my all my episodes are saved to my itunes library so sometimes one will come up and i cringe a little bit like listening i even just think about how what kind of state of mind i was in when i used to record the episodes i was like oh my mm -hmm. god episode i recorded down the cape in the car with no wi-fi i was in my honda accord yeah. literally blanket over my head like you <laughs> yes it's cool to reflect back on that but it's also cool something I've been saying a lot to people recently is like we're never finished growing um if I wasn't a little bit cringy at the last stuff I did like I I probably wouldn't have grown it it probably meant that I didn't grow that much so right. back on that like it makes me happy to be like oh wow like think about where you were then and and you thought that was it yeah like even now i'm sure in two years i'll be like oh you thought that was it so, yeah i love that yeah it's like not defining yourself on like titles and like i love you know i worked really hard and i spent a lot of money and spent a lot of time on getting all those certifications but they don't make me who i am yeah and i think that's such a huge i don't i don't even know if it's like an issue but kind of an issue like in our society that like the first thing that people ask when they meet someone is like oh what do you do and like i definitely struggle with that because i feel like your job isn't always your entire being yeah but i also am not like well i want to sit here and be like so i do this but i also do this i'm interested in this and i like dabble in this i'm getting certified in this like <laughs> yeah i think something that i always resonated with and this kind of goes back to like kind of my journey a little bit is I always just love to talk to people. I always knew that I love to deeply like connect with people. And I was just deeply, I was, I was searching for different ways to do that. You know, I was, I was teaching, you know, go back to like, I graduated right after I graduated, I was in, like a personal trainer right off the bat. I hated mm -hmm. it in a box gym. I was getting paid absolute. Can you swear on this? Yeah. Say whatever you want. Like, <laughs> Shit. It was awful. I was waitressing. So I was like kind of doing a million different things. And I didn't really know. I thought I was going to go into full-time fitness right away. That was originally my plan. I was like, well, I'll go into full-time fitness. Maybe I'll go to school to be a physical therapist or, or a teacher or something, you know, master's degree, whatever it is. And then I hated it. So I started waitressing. Yeah. My mom's a principal. And she said, you know, I, my mom's principal. So she wanted me to be a teacher. Very yes. 
exactly. Obviously. <laughs> like I will literally pay for your MTELs. And I was like, done sister. Right. Like, cause I was just so, I wasn't super happy. And I was like, sure. Like, we'll try this. So I got into education and, um, I was working at Lululemon at the time. I was always that person who had like 10 different jobs. So I was yeah. at Lululemon and, um, I was still training some people and I got into education. I was in high school for the first year and then elementary school um, for the years following that. And I loved it. It was just amazing. I loved being a teacher. It, it brought me so much joy, but it was so hard. It is one of the most challenging professions I think that exists. Yeah. A hundred percent. And like undervalued and underserved and everything under-resourced. And I was a phys ed teacher. So even on top of that, I put like, you know, forget math and, and science and, and reading and all of these like crucial things that those teachers are not being compensated and kind of trained correctly. Um, I was a specialist. So they were just like, oh, like whatever, like who cares? You know, if they needed to do a test, they would cancel gym. And I'm like, these right need to move like they need to do something so I really loved working with kids it's like honestly um I was a, a swim coach assistant swim coach at my old high school <clears throat> at the time being so I always just felt like I really connected to, to that generation because I always felt like I wanted positive role models growing up mm -hmm. um and I was working so I'm picture this I'm a I'm a teacher I'm living in the city I'm reverse commuting up to Lawrence where I was yep. So I was a teacher. I was training at the first studio that I taught at the handlebar, um, first studio that I taught at. And then I was working part-time at Lululemon and I was also assistant. I think I like, why? <laughs> so like my dog, I don't know how my dog is still alive today, but honestly, I'm so grateful. <laughs> but yeah, so I was doing all that stuff and I felt like it was because similar to it's a thread throughout my life as I've grown up, but it's like, I'm trying to find the thing I'm yeah. trying to find the thing that like, I really resonate with the most. And my manager at Lululemon at the time was like, you know, you should really audition. I ended up auditioning for the handlebar and getting the job. And I was like, I literally need to do this all the time. Like yeah. there's nothing I want to do more. This is it. So I made a really tough decision and I was like, I'm going to leave. I'm going to leave education and leaving higher ed is such a, um, it's such a, an emotional thing because especially if you're really connected to the kids, you feel like you're betraying them. You feel like you're abandoning them. You yeah. feel so connected to them. And I was like, Miss Lennon needs to go and like follow her dreams. And I hope that one day, you know, you guys can, follow your dreams and be brave and make a brave decision. Totally. Um, and I think back to like the 26 year old girl that said that, and she didn't even know what that meant at the time, but I just said it. And it was like a huge, huge step for me. That's like probably one of the hardest things I ever had to do is sit my mom down and say, Hey, I'm leaving. And yeah. I don't know what I'm gonna do, but I'm going to figure it out. And my mom was like, okay. <laughs> and at the time, I don't think my parents really understood like the gravity of the situation. Like they were yeah. like, what is fitness? And I was like, I'm about to find out. Right. you're like, not sure yet, but like, I'll report back. No, we'll report. Yes. We'll report back. Yeah. So I worked uh, full time at Lululemon and then kind of leaned into like having clients. I was coaching. I was, I was teaching mm -hmm. um, 
leaving the handlebar, just taking a little break, didn't know what I wanted to do. And then found, um, my next studio bespoke and Mm -hmm. I just absolutely fell in love with it. I was really lucky to be in a position where I was offered basically a full-time position. We, we want to make you full-time. We want, we want you to be, we want this to be a thing. And, um, I got to quit everything. I sent my letter of resignation. This is a hilarious thing that I actually have never said on the podcast. <laughs> and my letter of resignation into Lululemon from Loco. Um, Takaria. <laughs> you heard it here first. Yeah. You might've heard of the place, but I really <sighs> said go on the email and I was like, cool. I, what kind of margarita were you drinking? I was drinking a Coco Loco. Oh, yes. There is only one. Yeah you can really, you can max out on Cocos, but I pretty much lived on them from the ages of like 26 to like 29. Yeah. It was They're like just a- so good. I mean, <laughs> Mark there. Um, I love the spicy Mark. What is that one even called or something like the devil or something? Yes. Like the or- little, yeah. The Britney's always a good time. They need to put it back on. <laughs> Mike Shaw, back on. Yeah, Brittany, come on. Free Brittany, put it back on. We can raise money for her legal fees. Not like she needs them, but still. She needs something. We can figure it out. She needs our help. Yes. Um, no, so. I mean, Anyways, we digress. <laughs> we digress about Loco Tuckeria. Um, I remember sending that email and just being like, okay, here we go. And um, started working full time. Um, I like I said to you, I've always been that person. That's like, I want to try everything. You know, I, I really want to do, do everything because I don't know hundred percent what I like yet. And like, I want to do it. So in that time, um, I worked at Barry's, which I absolutely loved doing. It was like mm-hmm. one of my favorite methods to teach. I just absolutely fucking loved it. Um, I worked at B-Tone, which is kind of like, um, a mega former based class. I feel like I didn't know that you worked there. A lot of people don't. Yeah. Um, it was, it was one of those things where I was just like, mm, I'm going to do everything. Like I was, yeah. I was full, full time. I'm putting air quotes, like full-time fitness. And I, I was like, I don't know. Can I do this? Sure. Like whatever. And I mean, I totally relate to, so no, yeah, you're good. I'm just going to try it out and, and see if I like it. Mm-hmm. I love the class. I love taking the class. It's just not for me. It's not like my style of teaching. It just didn't really, I was trying to do it and I didn't fit the mold of like what um, that class really needs. Yeah. Um, so it's somewhere in between me teaching, you know, B tone berries and bespoke, which was, I made the joke that I only worked at places that started with B. <laughs> um, I was really struggling with uh, like vocal issues. I like developed like vocal nodes and I would just kind of had to make like a decision and basically be like, I need to cut back on some stuff and make some decisions. So I left, um, B-Tone. And then, um, a couple months later, I ended up leaving Barry's, um, to be full, full-time at Bespoke and be mm-hmm. in leadership role there. Um, and then just kind of got to a point where I was like, all right, what do I, what do I do now? And, um, I'm a firm believer that, you know, if you're like comfortable and complacent, it's like, it's great to be that, but I just, was in a place where I was like, where, how can I grow? Right. Like you can feel that itch, like it's time. And you know, that feeling and it's a shitty. Yeah. 
kitty and it's like great, but it's also scary. And it was, it reminded me of like, when I had to tell my mom that I didn't want to be a teacher anymore. I was like, when was the last time you really took a chance, Kara? Like when was the last really truly stepped outside of your comfort zone and like actually did something that like was going to challenge you. Mm -hmm. Um, and I got my first life coach during that time, which was an amazing and really painful experience. And just kind of, he was like, are you happy? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, are you happy? And I was like, guess not. (laughs) And, um, so grateful for him because he, he changed my life and he gave me the little push that I needed to just kind of be like this. I'm, I'm good. I'm ready to go. So, um, ended up auditioning for soul cycle, got it and, um, quit everything in January of 2020 and moved to New York city and so crazy. And then the world collapsed around us <laughs> and here we are. So, um, you know, we can kind of talk about that, but I've been rambling for a little bit, but that's everything up. No, in- I love it. Pandemic. And then just going into the pandemic, honestly, since then has felt like a journey in and of itself. And I'm sure you can. Oh yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy to think that like we're halfway through 2021, but I still feel like not stuck in 2020, but you know what I mean? Like 2020 still feels so significant. It's it is it just was. like, it's a trip. Like that feels crazy that like, it's going to be 2022 before we know it, but like 2020 is still like right there. <laughs> oh no, it's she's, she's right there. Yeah. She's, 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 she's still is. hanging, but I also <laughs> for, I I've been thinking about this a lot. And like, just from like having life coaches and going to therapy and, um, being so in tune with like mental health and mindfulness is like, we are not giving ourselves a proper time to process. And we also don't have time because we're trying to make up time and velocity going. And then it's like, you didn't even give yourself a moment to process, which is why I think 2020 was so hard for a lot of people because it made them stop and process things that, yeah, not a hundred percent but I feel like it helped so many people like it definitely helped me in that regards and I feel like so many people kind of had little mini uh breakthroughs because of that yeah I mean like so much of your life has changed right since 2020 it's completely different it's insane it's It's like that was the thing that really made people stop and be like, okay, I feel so lucky and grateful that I went through a lot of really painful shit yeah. and healing and started really like, I call it like my spiritual awakening, whatever you want to call it, healing journey, spiritual awakening, whatever. Um, really like in 2000, end of 2018, beginning of 2019, yeah. I really felt like that prepared me to, to deal with what 2020 had in store. Totally. Totally. Um, okay. I want to get to that, but first I want to go back just a little bit. Um, first of all, I mean, I said it in the beginning and I feel like you made so many good points of like your story because it's not super linear might sound like crazy to some people that like went to college, got a degree, got a job in their degree and have like, pretty much just stayed in that like sense, maybe bounced around a couple of different companies, but you know, which like not, I'm not shitting on that at all, like different strokes for different folks. But I think that 
that is such a good point to make that like that feeling of like comfortability and like just coasting it can feel really nice for like a little bit and then you know when it's time and i feel like i was just having this conversation with somebody um i don't know who the hell it was but it was like today um but like it was five minutes ago yeah it was you um (laughs) (laughs) no but it's it's um it's something that i i've most recently said to somebody i was like i just want one thing to be easy man like i just one thing just give me one thing i'm like why do i i've always known this about myself i had to learn things by trial and error and one of those people who has to fuck up a couple times to really learn the lesson and like oftentimes it's like the third time the universe is like you gonna do that again or did you get it oh i'm the same exact way i never subscribe (laughs) that that um you know, um, we get the job, we, we graduate college and we get the job and we, we were in the sorority. And again, there's, there's nothing wrong with those people. I envy those people sometimes. I'm like, God, I wish, right. Why'd you pick this road? And I just have to remember like my spirit and my soul and, and whatever it is, it's like, I was meant to live this path in this way. And I fought her for so long. I tried to be, I'm very type a, but I'm also very free spirited. And those things like, clash sometimes. And the more I lean into, I say this a lot is like the more grounded I can be, the more I lean into the like grounded energy and not ego-based all the way up here, hype girl energy. I love being this girl, but if I'm not grounded, I feel all over the place. And I thought that for so long because I didn't know what it was like to be grounded. I didn't have very much stability. I had no job stability. I had no financial stability. I was in really toxic relationships. Like I moved a lot. And I, I, so I guess my whole life, I think about it and it's like, I've been fighting for this grounded feeling. Yeah. You do it in search of jobs. Like you're like, this job will make me feel X, Y, Z, this person, X, Y, Z, this, this apartment or this, uh, salary, you know, when I left Bespoke, I was taking a pay cut of half. Like, <laughs> yeah. Not, it's like, and I said that out loud to my parents and I was 30 at the time. And yeah. I, I am literally taking a 50% pay cut to do this, but I'm grounded and I'm in this because I know that it's not about the number and it's not about what's happening there. It's about the grounded decision that I'm making to like step into something that I'm really meant to do. Right. And knowing that like, doing that is only gonna like bring you more opportunities and like new things from the universe which might sound crazy but like no I'm so subscribed to that and it's when you think I think about all those like decisions I made from like scarcity mindset and like throughout the years and like um just kind of in this non-linear path. And I remember being like, oh, I must seem so messy and so, so all over the place to so many people, but it's because those people only know that. So like, I only know this and I'm like, oh, I envy that. And people look at me and they're like, whoa, what's going on there? But I'm like, man, I did so much stuff. I've done so many different jobs. I have so much life experience. Yeah. I've learned so much from doing 10,000 jobs 
that I feel like it's made me a better version of like who I am today. And I know what I want and I know what I don't just simply because I've tried so many, so much stuff. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. 100%. And I mean, I would say probably the majority of those people actually probably look at you and are like, wow, I'm so envious that like, she is like living and seeing like all these different things that like light her up and doing all that because so many people are afraid to make that jump, which was actually what I was going to go back to. Like it's a jump that you've made a handful of times. And I mean, I feel like our society kind of puts like a deadline, especially for women of like 30s, 40s, like, yeah, like you're supposed to be doing X, Y, and Z. That's not a time to be making a career change or, you know, trying something totally different. So I don't know if you have like any advice or anything that like kind of pushed you to like go through with it, especially like, you know, a job that like your mom was so excited for you to have, like disappointing your parents is the worst feeling in the world. (laughs) Nothing is worse. I like looked at Colleen and I was, she will hate this day. Um, (laughs) It was really tough. And you know, my mom and my dad, they are the best role models that I have. They're, they taught me what it meant to work hard and be grateful and be kind to people and really like, uh, go towards your goals. And mm-hmm. something my sister and I talk about all the time is, you know, both of us have taken her more traditional path and me definitely more random. I was first though. So like I told her, I was you like, gotta pave the way <laughs> easy, but she was like, you know, you know, I feel for as much as we say about mom and dad and everybody has, you know, the gripes with their family. Yeah, totally. Always supported us hundred percent wholeheartedly in whatever we do. And it probably wasn't it for them. It's like a protective thing. They're like, we just want you to be safe. We want you to be, have enough, you know, money to live. We want you to be happy. Right. Right. You know, me quitting my job and being like, I'm going to go be a soul cycle instructor and in New York and they're not really paying me, but but you know, I'm 31 and I'm going to do it. And my mom's like, okay, great. Amazing. Oh, graduated from grad school. And she's like, I'm going to take a volunteer position. And my mom's like, okay, great. Amazing. <laughs> That's like, awesome. You're really lucky to have those role models, but okay. I guess it's like, you have to, you have to understand that the people in your life that really love you and like really love you and care about you, they're going to support you, even if at the end of the day, they don't necessarily agree with you because it's at the end of the day, I say this all the time. Like you're the one who has to go to sleep with you at the end of the night. Mm -hmm. There's one body you get to live in for home. You get to live in for your life. It's your body. There's one person that really matters as far as impressing them, making them happy, making them proud. And that person is you. Right. A hundred percent. You can hone into that the easier it's going to be to make the decisions that might feel painful or really hard because you know that like, you're like, okay, this, this feels right. Right. I will say I'm the type of person that's very impulsive. And with my first life coach, we worked on being very react, like reactionary, like, um, responsive versus reactionary. So if you feel like you're the type of person that kind of does that, cause I did that for the first mm-hmm. probably years of my life. Um, is just to t- slow down, 
Yeah. We're not in a rush. Like nothing is, nothing is urgent. Mm-hmm. Like some things in life are truly urgent, but for people that kind of feel like they're like, I need to make a decision. And I feel really, I don't know what I'm doing. Know that you're going to feel different on every day, probably, but that nothing is like a rush. So if something yeah. depressing, take a minute journal. I love to like, it's, uh, I'm so fucking woo woo now. It's like, I go outside and stand in the grass and I breathe. I love it though. But like, but like, that's what makes me feel connected because yeah. I'm get really caught up in the energy. And I want uh, like, my friend was saying to me, like, you're always thinking about the next thing. You're always thinking about the next thing. And recently I've just been like, be, be here. Here's good. Right. Um, if someone feels kind of like they they have a decision to make, or like I used to call it, that's why I called my podcast unhesitant. Cause it was mm-hmm. an unhesitant moment where you were just like, fuck it. I'm going for it. Um, there's going to be that moment, but you're going to feel it when it's right. Right. Kind of like trusting your gut almost. And like taking time, taking the time to decipher what's your gut. And <laughs> we'll tell you in different ways. That's yeah. something right for you. If totally. you be open, but you can't be open and you can't, uh, recognize any of that. If you're not willing to slow down and actually open your eyes and your ears and your heart to like, whatever the universe is trying to show you. Like I just recently was going for something and I, I didn't get it. And I was like, okay, what's this, what's this teaching me right now? Totally. You can be in your feelings and you can be sad and you're upset and angry and like whatever you want to be. Right. But- it's like, okay, redirect, you know, rejection is redirection. Yeah, totally. And like, it's okay to sit in those feelings for a little, but to then, yeah, just no. I was listening to a podcast today, actually, um, really weird tangent, but I was with a friend and she was like, oh, I've been listening to this podcast about manifestation, blah, blah, blah. And I looked it up. And it was this girl that I, I went to like three different high schools. It was a girl I went to high school with in Washington state, like just out of Seattle. And now she is like a multimillionaire podcaster, like influencer, all about manifestation and all of that stuff of like the universe is going to give you signs, but it's not going to be rejection and roadblocks. Like that is those things are just like pushing you into like what you're actually supposed to be doing. So like, don't stop, maybe redirect, but like, don't stop and give up. But isn't that crazy? No, that's wild. <laughs> and we call that like those moments, like synchronicity. And yes. when, and when things start to happen like that for you, like Amanda, like listening to and being like, oh my God, I went to high school with this girl. Like, that's like a moment. Like I try and remember those moments. Cause I, those synchronous moments, that's like the universe telling you you're in like the space that you're supposed to be in. Totally. Because yeah. I feel like it's so easy to like get anytime you're doing something that's like out of the norm and feels like you're reaching for something or like you feel like people are going to judge you about it. Like it's so easy to just like get stuck in your head. But those moments of like, I mean, she was the same, just like a normal fucking girl that I went to high school with her parents. They were like, not in a mean way, but like poor immigrants from Russia. Like she, she didn't come from, you know, a bunch of privilege. You have to have this like crazy story, you know? And it's like, 
you don't have to have this like set. I call it like the setup, like, oh, they got like the softball setup, like the easy slow pitch. Mm-hmm. Like, they're going to hit a home run, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, so much of me used to be so, so angry about that because my whole life, I felt like I had to really work for my path. Yeah. And I would look at other people and be like, man, they got the fucking, they got the wind up nice and slow, easy so they could hit the home run. And it's like, for some people, they're going to, they're going to have that in their career or their relationships or whatever. And maybe you don't have that, but that doesn't mean that it's wrong. That doesn't right. mean you're not going to have success. It's just like what we were talking about. It's the comparison trap. It's like, mm-hmm. how come, it's so why, easy to do. Why not me? I don't understand. And it's like, it's not our job to understand. It's our job to exist in like our own situation and do our best. And you're yeah. going to people around you that are supposed to be in your life. My dog is knocking on the door. Like <laughs> let him in. I mean, the door is like next to me over here and obviously no one listening can hear or can see this, but like he just keeps walking in and out. Leaves the door wide open when he when he leaves. Now he's just awkwardly standing behind me like are you done yet? I love that. That's a really cool moment. Synchronous <laughs> happen a lot, but when they do, they're so cool and it's yeah. like to remember that stuff like that can happen in life right and like any like small world moment that just like shrinks the world down a little bit i just love like some people like don't get that phased by those things and i'm like oh my god you know this friend from what and the <laughs> same we that's why we get along extremely. yes <laughs> yeah that's so cool people are like okay sweet. right i'm like okay cool um well, let's talk a little bit about Elevate by K, which is your most recent venture, yes. right? Yes. She is a beast. Um, I love Elevate so much. It feels like I've rebranded 9,000 times. It's not true. I've only rebranded twice, but <laughs> it was coming in hot, which was like 27-year-old. It, it makes sense of like where you're at. And somebody yeah. was rebranding as like, if you don't rebrand, like, you should rebrand, like you are going to evolve and change. So elevate feels like the best representation of me, of what I want to represent in the fitness community, what I want to represent in the world. And elevate is something that can evolve and change both with me and like with what's happening in the world and fitness and what I'm interested in and what people are into. So um, it was something that I always knew existed. And I started it with beyond hesitant, which is yep. a podcast. And then I, um, did like a beyond hesitant program, which was like, just start basically just do it. Yeah. And I did like a group program and this was before the queue. And when I was in New York, I lived in New York for two months for soul cycle training in the beginning of 2020. And I was going to way too many, um, fitness classes, but I was just kind of trying to see what was out there. And because I'm lucky enough. And, and I think about my story up until now, because I'm lucky enough to have had a taught 9,000 different things, <laughs> yeah. taken 9,000 different things. I knew what I liked and I knew what I didn't. And I just felt like there was this huge gap in the fitness industry of, and it's great that it's kind of trend. I, I don't want to use the word trending because I hope it sticks around, but yeah, kind of trending now of form matters 
Yeah. And like mobility and movement matters. Mobility matters. You know, all those things um, make a difference. And it's not just about doing 9,000 burpees and calling it a workout. It's like anybody can do that. But what do we really want for a workout? Do we want just bang, bang and like we're in, we're out and you know, you're dead after, or do we want like what I describe now as an elevated experience, which is strength training, my favorite thing and some interval training to get your heart rate up and also mobility. Yeah. And so elevate is kind of like the marriage of all that. Jameson is about to jump up on the bed. I'm so sorry. (laughs) No, I don't care. One, two, three. He's so high maintenance. Last week. I think last week, um, Poe howled so loud in the middle of the episode and I didn't even cut it out. No, I was like, um, but (laughs) yeah, so elevate is kind of the mix of that. And then like where the mindfulness piece comes in is I just felt like going through everything that I've gone through in life and also just my, like I call it, you know, spiritual awakening, whatever it is to, um, who I am today. Mm-hmm. I basically was like, I, we all know workout working out is, is a tie to a mental thing. Like yeah, we, totally. we all know that we work out for our mental health sometimes more than our physical health. Um, and I wanted it to be a purposeful integration of the two of those things. So when I created the class, I knew I wanted there to be an intention and a mindful moment and everything made sense. And you're thinking about what you're doing and you're learning and you're growing. It was that high that I get from soul cycle that I Mm -hmm. just truly cannot replicate. Um, but that I wanted to be present in strength training and not have it just be like this, like we're doing bicep curls and chest press. Like I'm like enough guys, like we can elevate this. So now it's, um, I have a 30 minute class, 50 minute class. We do uh, mindfulness mobility. Um, and then elevate 50 is kind of like the signature version of it. It's, um, a 50 minute version of strength training, uh, high intensity interval training and some mobility and mindfulness. So I've really enjoyed it. I did a, I just finished my third, fourth, oh my gosh, eight week, <laughs> um, program where you kind of like integrate all of that. And I know it's only going to evolve and be better, which is a really, really cool thing. Yeah. That's so exciting. So I love it. It worked in the queue. And the story is I'm an Aquarius. So when I tell a story, I tell like 16 stories at a time. (laughs) Cringe listening to podcasts of myself. I'm like, you didn't even finish your sentence. (laughs) New York, I was taking a bunch of classes. And when I got back, I got furloughed immediately and I had no job. And I was like, Oh, okay. So I had no job. I was living at my parents' house. I had just gone through a gnarly breakup. So I was in my parents' house, jobless. And I looked at my sister and I was like, today's the day. And I just wrote out everything that I had been kind of thinking about in New York. And I would jot down things that like, what's missing here? Or what would I change about this or, or whatever? And I took so many amazing classes in New York. I was lucky to be there when I was, um, and elevate was kind of birthed out of that. So I started teaching it in the queue. I was on Instagram as we all were just living on Instagram, Instagram lives for days, baby. Live. Like I think back to that time and I'm like, that's going to be like nostalgia times when I would just yeah. say, Hey guys, I got my strip light from home Depot. I'm wearing a full face of makeup. Cause I have nothing better to do. Like, right. No, no job, no purpose, no anything. Nope. 
but just to teach these classes. And it, it was, it was unbelievable the support that I got. So that ended up kind of evolving into elevate the class, which I just explained. Yeah. Now I'm on, um, a platform called talent hack and I have my own website. Oh, cool. I teach it on zoom, um, right now in the summer, probably like two to three times a week, but normally like four or five times a week. And then I do pop-ups in person. So it's been, it's been a cool evolution of it. And I just taught my first in-person class like a couple weeks ago. And it yeah. was cool to be like, guys, I was doing this on zoom, in my parents' basement and look at right me. in the garage. <laughs> it was gnarly. I mean, you, like, do you remember those times? Yes. Pretty. Like everybody was just. And it like, it didn't matter. Yeah. It wasn't about the like glitz and the glam. It was just like, what connection can we make during these crazy times? And a lot of beautiful stuff was birthed from that. So it's amazing. This podcast, no? Yeah. So yeah. This podcast, like pretty much anything that I've done on my own like I used to be like super hesitant on even like posting on Instagram about fitness stuff so it's like don't be happy about a bad time but oh the cue I mean the great things did happen all of it all every I feel like every fitness professional was like just had a moment in the queue where they were like I'm worth more than this I'm I, I am I'm made for more than this. And you had a moment where you were like, am I going to bet on myself? And Cara Duvall and I talk about this all the time. One of my dear dear and dear friends. Um, And we would FaceTime each other every single day crying and just saying, what, what are we going to do? Okay. Like we got to go, like you look at this platform, I'll look at that platform. And and we would just talk on the phone and for hours, you know, like that's what we had. And we were trying to build this thing and and it's so scary. And every single yeah. wake up still now I'm like still technically elevate and soul cycle are like my full-time job, but like right. soul cycle wasn't open for a really long time. So elevate right. was it. And it's any time that it's a lot easier to put yourself out there when you're backed by like a brand or something like that. It's so right. much harder to put yourself out there when it's just like, it's just you. Right. This is something that I've been thinking about and working super hard at. Hopefully, like more than one person signs up for class. <laughs> and that it's such a rewarding feeling that's really scary. And I'm still trying to grasp like even the hang of it. I don't think you ever, you know, they say about like entrepreneurs and owning your own business. You just you never get the hang of it. It's right. just you get it and then there's different things you need to deal with. And then you get those and then there's different things you need to deal with. So it's very um, synonymous with how my journey has been thus far. But Um, it's exactly what we were talking about before. Like if you're not a little bit scared, if you don't have like those butterflies or anything like that, then like it's probably time to move on and do something new. Yeah. And that's when you know, you know, and yeah always be asking yourself those questions of like, at the end of the day, you know, when we, you know, when I think about talking to people, like I go deep with people, you know, I'm like, talk to me about, talk to me about your family. Talk to me about growing up. Talk to me about what that felt like for you, you know, and in your relationships with people. And 
and tell me stories. It's like, that's the stuff that matters. I'm like, totally. I, don't, I love that people have jobs that they love and that they resonate and it's amazing, but it's like, we're made to connect. We're made to be more than just that. Right. So it's like, always be asking yourself, like, am I happy? Is this making right. Yeah. And like reflecting on, you know, the people that are around you. Cause if you really think that you're going to make a big change and do all these things and your friends and like community aren't going to be behind you, then like, it might be time to find new friends. You have to, it's that, that five person thing is, is so accurate so real, and it, you really have to always be thinking about, is this putting me like, is this moving the needle forward or is this moving it back for me? Right. Or is this just keeping me stagnant? And if it's keeping you stagnant, FYI, it's moving you back. So right. it's holding you back. It's like, you know, you got to surround yourself with those people. And I think that's like part of like you podcasting and like just networking with people. It's like surround yourself with people that, um, are doing things that you want to do or doing things totally more possible. And the more you network and like grow your, your network, it's like the more you can, you can learn and yeah. be like, wait a second, I can do that. Like, I yeah. Can do and I feel like that's so applicable in regardless of if you're off doing something on your own or like in a more, you know, like standard corporate career, um, 100%. Like putting yourself out there at, you know, those awkward networking events or asking someone to get coffee and, um, or spending time by yourself. Yeah. That's that just, too. Guys. I, I, I mean, I love being by myself. Like they're like, I could chill with me all day. And yeah. there are people who in the queue really struggled with that because totally. you have the velocity, the momentum of always being around other people. And it's like, at the end of the day, are you a person that you like? Are you a person that you would really want to hang out with? And I think, I think about that a lot because, um, we can't just go off the energy and the opinions and the the momentum of others. It's like, it's great to right. get back and like be inspired by people. But at the end of the day, it's, it's you. Yeah, totally. And I feel like that's all like the stuff you were talking about with like grounding and everything. Um, but I feel like that kind of, maybe I'm just like drawing connections here, but sort of connects to how you kind of started talking about the story about how you went through like a really bad breakup and then moved home. And like, I'm sure in those times, like right after like, oh my God, Soul Cycle, And then like, nope, no Soul Cycle, it's closed. And like, <laughs> can we talk a little bit about that like trajectory and like the breakup and like, you know, being that time on your own and all of that. Yeah. So when I left my, um, my old job, I mean, I loved, I love working up a spoke so much. It was a part of who I was and still is. Um, and I was so in it, it was very hard. It felt like one of the scariest, hardest, most painful things I ever had to do. And like you, one of those things that like, you know, you need to do and like, you're not sure you're going to do it. Mm -hmm. and I felt like it was a big deal. Like I was like, I'm leaving. And I, I loved working there. I was very happy there. I was very successful there. And, um, it was, it was scary. Yeah. It was and you don't want to feel like you're disappointing people and 
literally like, I mean, I was shaking. I got super, super sick mm-hmm. the day that I knew I was going to resign. I was literally like so ill. I actually had to call out. I had to sub the classes the next day and the day after because I literally was, I made yeah. my sick. I was just so nervous. Yeah. And um, I can totally relate. <laughs> I, was, I was very lucky to, I was very, very lucky to part I'm just rotating because there is thunder here and Poe is freaking out. <laughs> and I feel like a bad mom just sitting there and not like being next to him. <laughs> okay, continue. So sorry. Um, no, I was I was very, very lucky to part in a very um civil and and just a really respectful way. I'm so grateful for that. I'm so glad because in fitness. It doesn't go down like that a lot and no. it always goes down gnarly and messy and gross. And I was so, um, happy. I, it brought me so much joy to be able to have goodbye rides and have a goodbye party and have yeah. a boss who, who gave me my job in my last ride riding sidebar. And I could cry thinking about it now because I, I knew it would be, it was important because every other kind of chapter in my life, I felt like had like a messy ending. Yeah. I just, it was so important to me to, to go out in this way. Granted, I'm going to a legit direct competitor. So it right. was important too, but so I left and that was such a big deal to me at the time. And I was in a pretty toxic relationship and um, actually got broken up with the day that I got dropped off at soul cycle training. So that was so fun for me. Um, I'm kidding. I'm not. And, and, and there's, there's honestly nothing to be said about that other than the situation was not right. Yeah. It's, there's nothing more complex than it was not the right situation. It was not the right person and it was never going to be right. So So why force it like the rest of it, you know? And it just, it, it just was. And in that moment, I said, you have a choice to make. You can either really be in your feels about this and really just kind of iterate on it and be like, why, why, why? Or you can step into that. This is an opportunity you are being given. Yeah. And that person didn't ever want to support me in, in my goals. So, right. Why- and like, think about your life long term. Why am I going to be upset about that? You know, and this was like such a big deal to me. So I had the most fun two months in New York. It was a dream. I yeah. go back and live those times, even though it didn't end, you know, it was, it ended very weirdly, which I'll talk yeah. about, but um, it was so fun because I was super sad, but I was also like, so fucking happy. Yeah. I, like free, like it was the best. And I was like, anything is possible in these moments. And I, that's not to say I didn't cry on the Acela at 5am on the way back from Boston, moving my shit out of where I used to live into my parents' house, not knowing where I was going to live coming back. That's not to say I wouldn't be on the Q train coming back from the bars at like 2am and, you know, hysterically bawling my eyes out. Like, of course I had those moments. Right. Overall, it's also not black and white. It's like you got to go through all the ups and downs. But like, what a it was great. I mean, there's never like a good time to get broken up with. But like, it's such like a clean slate, fresh start. Like, I I like got into training, and you know, they're they're. I was one of the more like, I suppose I don't know, 
I'd, I'd just been teaching for a really long time. Yeah. And um, they were like, oh yeah, yeah. Like Kara's good. Like we're not, you know, we're not worried about Kara. And then I, I was having a moment and kind of like one of the training officers looked at me and they were like, what's up? And I was like, I just like six weeks ago, I got broken up with like the day I got dropped off here. And this was like towards the end of training, like towards community rides. And they were like, yep. Oh, they were like dummy. It all adds up now. <laughs> but um, but you know, training and um, you know, we're in training and and things are kind of getting weird, mind you. For everyone listening, I lived in New York City in March of 2020. Not so like exactly, that alone. <laughs> quite actually, the mecca. Yeah. COVID central. Yep. Not the best place to be, but um you know, we're getting to the end of the community rides and I taught my last community ride and we're kind of like, this is weird, you know? And it felt weird because we were kind of in such like a, when you're in training, it's like, it, you're in like a dream. Like, yeah, it's such a bubble. Yes, like, this is amazing. And the, also at the same time, we were like, this is getting kind of like weird. Like what's going on? Like we have to get past the weights and like every other bike, like it was weird. And then all of a sudden we got this email and they were like, Hey, you guys, uh, there's a whole week pretty much dedicated to like graduation. You get like your a brunch, like you get all these things. And they were like, Hey guys, like we're done and you guys can leave and you know, we'll have more information for you guys. Oh, and we can. Yeah. And I woke up and this was like kind of push up challenges. We're starting and I'm yes, work and I'm like, Oh my God. And we had the Airbnb and we were like, do we stay in the Airbnb? We can't really like go on the train. Like it was weird. Right. And I woke up and I'll never forget this day. It was St. Patrick's day. I mean, March 15th was like, yeah. All- like right when it all shut down. And March 15th, that'll be ingrained in my brain. Oh yeah. And, um, I took a class and I'll probably get in trouble for saying this, but I took a class that day, um, March 15th. And it, you know, I'm in NoHo, which is like a very, iconic studio in New York for soul cycle and director mm-hmm. like got up last run. He was like, all right, everyone say fuck coronavirus. <laughs> and we were like, fuck coronavirus. Yes. thinking, right? Like we're like, yeah. And I look back to that and I was like, man, I really think about that. I think about that. Yeah. When it was like, we had no, no. idea. Anyways, if soul cycle is listening, you did not just hear that. <laughs> And then I woke up, it was St. Patrick's day and I was, you know, my dad was going to come pick me up anyways. And like later, like after graduation and he was like, Hey, he's like, you know, okay, like I'm going to come down today. I'll drive down. I'll pick you up. Woke up. It's St. Patrick's day. I'm in New York. I have unknowingly, and I can say this now because I'm safe. Everything's safe. Everything's fine. I had COVID at the time. Yeah. And Tom Brady announced that he was um, leaving. The world was ending. <laughs> I was leaving New York early and was not yeah. yet officially a soul cycle instructor. Like I didn't. Right. And I was like, what is about to happen? Um, and on that, that only knew. All right. Home. We were just kind of like chatting. And then the next day I woke up and I was like, OK, here we go. And, um, it was, it was such like a, I processed so much in, in quarantine. There's so much more to the relationship ending and things that happen after and, and 
you know, soul cycle furloughing us and then literally not hearing from soul cycle for like four months, essentially or five months. There's so much that I had to process, but like mm-hmm. I, I was so lucky to have gone through intense therapy and life coaching previous to 2020 happening. So I right. had a lot of tools at my disposal. And if I didn't, I'm not sure that I would be a talking to you today, but B, I, I just don't know the type of person that I, I would have been. Right. So it, it was, it was tough, but I felt like in the queue, I started calling it the queue. I loved that. <laughs> I was like, it's the queue. Everyone, it everyone. is the queue. Capital Q. Um, but I felt like, you know, I was so sure of who I was, Yeah, which was so reassuring. And it only just reassured me more, um, and made me braver. So it was, I went through so much in 2020, my friend, my, who does Reiki on me is like, we gotta, we gotta, have we processed everything towards the end of 2020? I'm moving into my and I'm moving and I'm, you know, starting soul cycle. And I was like, okay. So I actually felt like 2020 was fine as far as fine. I just said all of that, but fine. Meaning like I dealt with it, but I never really processed anything. So yeah. 2020 into 2021 was kind of when I started like going through it and being like, oh man, this, this is tough. Um, but that's why I feel like a lot of people still feel so attached to 2020 because they're still processing a lot. Yeah. And that's not bad. It's just to say that we dealt process. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, it was such a crazy time. I mean, if I talk to you about the trajectory of 2020, I mean, shit is nuts. Yeah. But like, it's also, if it wasn't so nuts and if you didn't get furloughed, like imagine if you had had like a regular graduation and you came back to a bunch of classes like you might not have ever even started elevate by k so say that a lot it all happens for a reason i say like i'm not you know i don't feel any i don't feel any i i I don't feel sadness i don't feel resentment i don't feel anger i don't feel any of that i feel so happy because everything is happening as it's supposed to and you don't necessarily like it at the time i know I know it's happening this way for a reason. And that is very accurate. I truly don't know if Elevate would exist. Yeah. It all lines up, even if it's like tough during it. Hard to, hard to accept in the moment, but something I like, oh, super hard. (laughs) I like laugh and I'm like, okay. I'm like, I know this is for a reason. I just don't know what it is. Right. You have to like repeat, 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 repeat. <laughs> no, something I've been saying a lot, like fun figuring it out. Yeah. And it so- is if you just like allow it to be. Like so many people I- so many people don't allow it to be because they're so stressed or anxious. And I always talk about like I've I've been saying a lot in classes, like people time travel. Yeah. Time traveling in the future, you're time traveling in the past. You are not in the moment. And so you got to be in the here. You have to be in the now because you're not going to be able to learn. You're not going to be able to grow and you're not going to even be able to like process what's going on unless you're here. Right. Right. And like, you can't control what's ahead of you and what's behind you. So like, you might as well just sit in it. You might as well. 
I know I always like make this joke with my friends, like laugh because they're like, you're a fitness instructor. You're supposed to be like this, like motivational, inspirational person. And I'm like, my motto is nothing fucking matters. Nothing matters. When you're stressed the F out, you're like, I I'm was sorry, you're not curing cancer. Nothing matters. And like, obviously things matter, but it's like, just take no. the pressure off yourself. It's, it's so accurate. I was, um, talking to someone over the weekend, my friend, and, um, he's like, you know, the end of the day, he's like, no, it's like, so like comforting. And I'm just so like, whatever, no one fucking cares. And literally no one cares. Die <laughs> laughing in that moment. And we were talking about, I forget if we were talking about like body image or like life or like getting married or something like that, like anything. Yeah. Yeah. Society standards basically. And like what we think about ourselves. And he was like, no one fucking cares. And it's, it's such the best thing to, to accept. And it's also like, you know, this is something I've heard from multiple friends and, and like, it's like, don't sweat the small stuff that doesn't matter. Yeah. And yes. it's so true. Especially especially in the worlds that we're living in right now. Like people are so obsessed with themselves half the time. They're not even going to notice what you're doing. So like you might as well just focus on doing whatever it is. That's going to like get you where you want to be, make you the happiest. It's hard to do in the moment, totally. but when you really do it, it feels so good. Yeah. A hundred percent. Um, okay. For the sake of time, we're going to do a rapid fire. I love a rapid fire moment to round it on out. Okay. okay. Um, okay. How do you channel your main character energy on a what daily basis? Question. <laughs> um, I really just ask myself if what I'm doing is bringing me joy mm -hmm. and if it is, I do it. And I don't think too much about, you know, is this person going to care? Like we were just saying like, no, but nobody cares. Nothing that like any yeah. of that. Stuff. Um, and I just try and remember that, like, I have a special energy and gift to give as we all do. I'm not special. Like we all have it. And it's the more you lean into who you really are. And like I was saying earlier, like you don't fight that the better a, the better life is and b the more synchronous things happen to you. Yeah. Get to where you're supposed to be like quicker and with more ease. So yeah. I like just channeling into my own energy and remembering, like not being like, Oh, I wonder if this person will. And I'm like, no, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Love that. Absolutely love that. What? They fuck it a lot. You know? Yeah. I mean, it's helpful. <laughs> Um, a non-negotiable in your daily routine. Um, I must meditate journal. Um, it is, it like channels me into, I suppose that's a way that I channel into like my energy. Yeah. Um, it sets me up for my day. My morning routine is so important to me and it's something that really, because I'm the type of person that can be all over the place and kind of ungrounded and a little bit like I have anxiety and all this stuff. Yeah really allows me to like drop in to the day really yeah. well. So my morning routine, definitely. And I love that. Um, 
quickly, what is your morning routine? So wake up at five. I journal first. I do morning pages, like anywhere from like two to three, like morning pages, like brain dump pretty much. Yeah. Gratitude is somewhere in there. Um, and then I'll do like anywhere from like two to 10 minute meditation. Some days I just breathe for as long as I want to. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'll do like a book pull from a book. So I'll like pull a random page, like just open to a random page, read it. Yep. Um, daily stoic is one of my favorites too. I love um, that one. Just so good. It is so good. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much it. And water. Yeah. I drink water right when I wake up, but it's, it's simple. It's not, I feel like yeah. people, people think people are like your morning routine is intense. And I'm like, it's really not. It's like 20 minutes of my day that like I block in on purpose. So, yeah. And it's just like setting your day up. It's that to be aligned, control what you can control. That's it. That is it. Um, okay. Now I'm going off script. Ooh, your favorite either song or artist for like your finale song for a soul cycle ride. It's 1000% time and time again. It's begin again by knife party. It was my audition song at soul cycle. It was the last song I played in the last class I taught at bespoke. Yeah. Literally there is no better. If you have not listened to begin again by knife party, it is literally everything. I'm going to listen right after this. <laughs> I love it. I feel like so many people have such a hard time. Anytime I ask them like, about you know songs or artists that to like exercise well, to and stuff either that or this is what it's it's that 100 percent, and then a very close second is this is what it feels like the w and w remix okay by armin van buren okay both slap I'm literally looking up both right after this um what's your favorite exercise like specific exercise Ooh. um i love push-ups i'm so basic i love like a uh, running push-ups up same yeah we are the same um what does every class need in your opinion good fucking music yeah yeah killer playlist the rest doesn't really matter um on it (laughs) mudslides or espresso martinis espresso martinis yeah but where's your favorite one from Favorite one is from Trattoria Il Panino, mm-hmm. uh, either that or they're all the same because they're owned by the same um, group, but it's Trattoria Il Panino or Brico. Yeah. Um, and it's a 12 out of 10 on a bad day. So good. I could really use one right about now. Um, favorite meal. Favorite meal. Yeah. Oh, that is tough. It's the toughest question anyone's ever asked um I mean if we're going like complex it's like guac and chips and then it's like tacos and some sort of thing she's going to loco guys <laughs> and oyster bar please please it's 425 420 yes. like I like know the address um that I also really love if I'm talking like favorite, favorite meal, just generic, it's like a salmon, jasmine rice, green yeah. bean moment. Yeah. And that's yeah. such like an easy, like weekday. Yeah. Like I love to prep up or salmon poke, like any of that type of stuff. I really love, but 
that's hard for me because I love food literally so much. Mm, same. It's the best part of life. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know how people diet because I simply love food way too much. Well, they should all stop. So <laughs> guys, stop doing that, guys. Um, finish the sentence. I'm pretty much always. Drinking iced coffee. Yeah, that feels <laughs> relatable um and biggest like lesson or takeaway or like something that you would want to like impart onto others in regards to like your quote-unquote spiritual awakening and like the growth that you found this year uh this is a quote my my mother uh, said to us for a really long time and my whole family has kind of embodied it and it's relentless forward progress. Love that. Relentless forward progress. I love that. Um, well, do you have any books, podcasts, resources, anything like that, that like have either stuck with you or you're currently loving? Hmm. Anything? I think I mean, Rich Roll has taught me so much just about life and like everything in general. But um, as far as books go, The Untethered Soul, I do feel mm -hmm. like that literally everybody should read. Atomic Habits, really, really good. The Four Agreements, Extremely yeah. Untamed, Glennon Doyle. Such a good one. Um, there's there. I, I have a laundry list of books. I love books so much. The oh, Subtle. I love that book yeah yeah um, those are a good place to start I love that all those are so good um and lastly the easiest one hype yourself up where can everybody find you yourself up. <laughs> um no problem live on the internet everyone I am yeah. a resident of the internet as we all are um my Instagram is at carolinen um I'm at Carolyn and I'm pretty much any platform like Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. I don't know any, any of all of those LinkedIn. Yep. LinkedIn. <laughs> um, and then it add me like, add me immediately. <laughs> Carolyn or elevate by K.com Carolyn.com or elevate by K.com. Um, I teach at soul cycle six days a week and yeah. I love it. And you have like a first week deal right on your yeah, the first week of elevate is free it's seven days unlimited you get access to the live classes and also the um on-demand recordings and there's a shit ton of them now there's like at least over a hundred so i haven't counted recently but there's a bunch so if you go to elevate.com you can go and kind of activate your free tr trial you can cancel it whenever and um it's really good. It's movement that feels good. It doesn't make you feel like shit. You leave feeling like, obviously I'm going to use the word, but like you leave feeling elevated, you leave yep. feeling good and, and feeling like you, you learn something about yourself, but you also got a good workout in too. And that's yeah, what it which is the best combo that you can ask for. I need to hop on and take a class. And we got to do I believe that. I haven't, I mean, I'm here. So like now I, I know. <laughs> Yep. Um, well, thanks so much. Oh, I feel I, like we could have talked for so long. Could have. We could have. I I want to say thanks. It's it's always like 
a little weird to be asked to be on podcast because I'm just like literally what do I have to say um <laughs> appreciate you and you're it's a humble gal it's really cool to be um just like in community with people and in, in an industry that can be super competitive it's nice totally. kind of like see people and and have good conversations and yeah that we can all like learn something so I appreciate you a hundred percent I appreciate you taking your time because I know that you're busy and I feel like we all are yeah excuse anymore it's just like you're busy and I'm like okay well if like you people say all the time I'm like if it's important to you you make time for it right like then you prioritize and -hmm. like it's a hundred percent what you said like the fitness industry can be super ego-driven and competitive but like there is room for us all so like we go farther if we just like link arms a little bit 100 i'm yeah. like you guys are canceled but like we can like hold each other up and like different <laughs> yes i keep asking classes i'm like guys when do you think high fives are coming back and they're like please stop asking us these questions i'm like okay never mind um literally so many people shook my hand at cookouts this weekend and i was like no i don't i don't ever want to shake anyone's hand again please stop (laughs) no we're not making webby to webby is new no but it is that we do it's it's been cool to see i think that was a a gift of the queue as well yeah just kind of really coming together and being like like there's no use in having this competitive ego energy it's so much better when we all recognize each other's yeah. it's just a waste of energy truly it is all around us and it's like yeah. like you said there's room for everyone so totally um well thanks again Please. i'm gonna come chase you around boston and take a class Same. sometime soon Thank you for listening to the Build with Brayback podcast. Stay connected on Instagram at Build with Brayback and our website, www.buildwithbrayback.com. Show a little love by rating and reviewing, sharing with your friends, and of course, subscribing so you don't ever miss an episode. Until next week, keep on building.